0: we back live from the break. Ladies and gentlemen, hottest show on the streets when it comes down to Alabama football news, notes, and information. It's in my own words. Yours truly, Stephen Smith, live in studios, Touchdown Alabama Magazine. And after finishing up a discussion here with the Alabama secondary in terms of Eddie Smith and Daniel Wright. We continue with the offseason topic, bringing on former players, coaches, high school recruits, just people that know, people that understand the Alabama football program. And today, special guest in the building, special guest on the In My Own Words hotline, my brother, my good friend, somebody that played, From 2005 to 2009 under Mike Shula and Nick Saban was one of the few guys that stuck it out with Saban uh, coming from the Shula regime here and a guy that's right now the proud owner, founder, and CEO of Together Assisting People Tap Inc. We got Chris C. Money Rogers, my man, what's going on?
1: Man, everything's going great. I'm glad to be on your show. Proud of the great work you've been doing. Uh, You've been covering us for over a decade now, man. So you actually do real reporting, uh, real work. So I'm I'm honored to be on your show.
0: Really excited to have... Chris Rogers here in the building, live with us on the In My Own Words hotline, giving some credentials right now. Once again, played for the University of Alabama from 2005 to 2009, started off his career with Mike Shula, ended that with Nick Saban, a vital part of the 2009 Southeastern Conference Championship and BCS National Title Team. But... He is the founder, CEO of Together Assistant People Tap, Inc., largest nonprofit organization in the state of Alabama trying to make this thing global. He played in nearly 50 games for the Crimson Tide, 48 to be exact. And Chris, we know... Recruiting is crazy nowadays. It's far different than what it used to be. When you look at guys nowadays, you're getting recruited off Twitter, you're getting recruited off social media. Guys are making these insane videos. You don't know if they're trying to impress the fan base or giving different fan bases a heart attack. It's just so much different now than what it was when you were coming up. So if you remember your recruiting process, Take myself and our listeners through what you endured and most importantly, you know, what made Alabama the school, what made Mike Sugar the coach, what made Tuscaloosa stand out?
1: Man, that's a great question, but I'm going to take you through it. For me, uh, my, my recruiting process was great. Um, came out of Florida. Uh, so for me, uh, I'm a big component of telling kids to go to camps. And I know nowadays, high school coaches tell kids they shouldn't have to go to camp. But um, I went to, to Nike Camp in Miami, and it was all the top recruits in the state of Florida. And I went there, and I, and I posted the top five cornerback at the camp. And I had, I had a great uh, junior year, but like just me going there, I had 10 interceptions. But once my tape uh, matched my combine workouts and stuff like that, my name was a measurement. I went from a kid that was under the radar to, I grew up to being top five in the, state of, uh, in the state of Florida um, and, and I ended up coming to the University of Alabama, but uh, for me, my recruiting process, Florida's a hot bed, um, for me, I ended up having over 25 offers and people say, how you get over 25 offers, but then I talked to a kid like uh, a Mark Barron coming out of high school, he only had like 10 offers. And the difference between I was able to have so many a uh, kid from Florida able to have so many offers because so many schools are coming through the state of Florida looking for talent. So of course you got the Floridas, the, uh, Miami, um, but then also you got teams like Alabama, Maryland, Pittsburgh, uh, South Florida. Um, you know, Iowa, Iowa State. I mean, all these different schools, Big Ten, um, Pac-12, UCLA, I had from UCLA, Iowa State, Iowa, uh, Maryland, uh, so South Carolina. So you got all these different schools coming, flooding the state of Florida, but the state's so big, some kids still get overlooked. So that's why I always tell kids, no matter where you at, you got to go to the camp and perform and your game tape. Have to match up at the, at the combine. Like you can't go to, um, to, you know you think you got fifteen hundred yards, ten minute the thing. So you going not go to the campus and just sit out, because you all, all American. You got you have to have the competitive edge to want to perform and play against the best. So um, I think that's what, what things did for me and changed, changed my life. And um, yeah, i was excited. It was great, great, great to do it, and also to change uh, when I grew up. I know I'm trying to show my age, but I looked forward to uh um one of my guy named Tom Lemon. Tom Lemon had a big magazine that he came out with all the top recruits, all the top corners, um, Mike Farrell from Rivals, uh Scott Scott Kennedy, they had a TV show out. So like it was on like two, three big boys in the space and and you had to wait to see who they who they picked. So, um of course I made all three of those sites and it, um, and and I also tell people like the state of Florida is so misleading. <laughs> um, a three-star recruit in the state of Florida would be a four or five-star recruit anywhere else. So some people get caught up in there and say, "Oh, this kid's only a three-star in the state of Florida," but even in Florida playing tougher competitions, um, better quality players, if you put that same kid from Florida and Alabama, he'd either be a four or five-star recruit. So. Um, that's always that in my not when I tell
0: people.
1: They're like, "Oh, this is four or five star kid." I'm like, playing in playing school of blind, man. I could have." So, but not hating, you know what I'm saying? Just really trying to break the barrier, the difference between the different states and stuff like that.
0: We got Chris Rogers on the phone line, ladies and gentlemen, the In My Own Words hotline. If you're just tuning in to the show and chris you enjoyed your time with alabama most definitely you did as i mentioned a part of a national championship team conference title team in 2009 but it was in 2008 in the southeastern conference championship game the first matchup between alabama and florida where you start to think about life after football there are some guys that do not get that pro contract. There are some guys that do not get that pro shoe deal. And uh, it's all about what can you do? How can you maximize your potential up in life after football? And I remember you told me that together assisting people tap inc started off kind of as a as a as a class project but from there it really kind of bloomed in 2010 as you put the building blocks together and now it is a really really big deal you know as you plan to take this global you've got you know former players that have chipped in that have come back to help you that you've been a part of their lives the Julio Joneses the Mark Ingrams the Darius is of the world but then you got guys that you helped birth through this program Bo scarborough Quentin williams uh the list goes on so for you first and foremost with this venue with this organization how have you been able to bridge that gap to make sure that the guys that you played with understand how big this is but also the guys that you brought in that became big stars in alabama you get them to, to all kind of see where you may be young in Alabama football, you may be old in Alabama football, but we can all come together to to reach these kids, and most importantly, to reach a city.
1: That's a lot down low, but a multifaceted question. So for me, it's, I mean, take me back to 2008. You know, uh, every kid—I don't care who he is, what level he's playing on—every kid is inspired to go to the NFL, NBA, whatever. Uh, PGA Tour, whatever they're doing, they want to go pro. Um, but the 2008 was a bittersweet game for me. Uh, I, that whole season, I thought I was like the next man up. And Coach say, um team this next man up mentality stay ready. And uh, that game, we, unfortunately, we lost the floor to Tim Tebow. And we got blown out. And then we lost the game due to secondary. And I thought I could have made a difference in the game. Coach did otherwise, whatever. And, it be, and, and for kids, you know, it, it, that, that's, that's a tough decision at the time. And it was it was hard for me. But at the same time, I was like, I'm going to continue to put all my energy into the football. But at the same time, I'm going to start expanding my network to really leverage what what's my plan B. And, and it really was the best thing for me. And I realized after the fact, um, a lot of my other teammates didn't do that to they, they, they realized they weren't going to the NFL or they realized they played in the NFL for two, three years and now they're trying to do that and then they, they spent their wills four or five years trying to figure it out and what tap been trying to do is uh, close that gap I mean you, we all don't, we really don't know what we're going to do because as athletes there's a certain type of uh, personality that coaches recruit there's a certain type of kid that a coach recruit um, and when you're a first generation kid um, first person in your family to go to college, everybody depending on you. Football's your only way out, it's your passport. So, I've been playing football since I was seven years old. And at age 21, 22, it's coming to an end. Like, what do I do next? And people don't understand that. Like, so a lot of guys don't build no other skill set outside of playing ball, other sport it. they do. And they just struggle with it. So, I, it just gave me a runaway path. I ended up graduating with my master's, as you mentioned. Um, instead of doing a, a project where we had to come up with a business plan, I want to turn it to reality. And I just start perfecting it, crafting it, um, and, 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 and the things with a lot of athletes, they have lofty goals, and being in sports, you've been able to accommodate when you say, hey, I want to run a 4-4, I want to jump a 30 inch vert, I mean 35 inch vert, I want to bench press 400 pounds, and you act to, to do it, right, but when it comes to business world. It's not, it's not, it's not always a formula to it. So you might get told no. You may, you may study and, and get a ghost slammed in your face, but you can't let that discourage you. You got to continue to move forward and then also leverage relationships while you're at the universe. So try to find a mentor. Um, try to ask somebody that you're trying to do something that you're trying to be going to the field that you're trying to do, and you will find out it's not as hard as everybody to make it out to be. So, um, so yeah. So those things have definitely helped me. But then also, I realized the cliche, the cliche of being on the team with the Julio Jones, a Mark Ingram first Alabama high trophy winner, a Mark Barron, a dunn tay All these players, you know, my team alone, we played 45 guys, you no, know, 40 guys made it to the NFL off the team alone. And we had over 13 first-rounders on the team on the 2019 team. So, being able to you uh, you know help those guys get back in the community when they want to do a back to school giveaway, when they want to do a turkey drive, when they want to do a football camp. Being able to do the ground words, be the boots on the ground, so I understand what they mean to the community, and then also keeping them connected to the community, but then also bringing, um, let's say, Bo Scarborough through the program or Nicholas um, in the hood, you know, on the east side, I mean the west side of Tuscaloosa, going rehabbing houses, you know, so. Getting these guys to really be in the community, because that's really who they care. I mean, they care about everybody, but it's so few that they get a chance to really touch people that look like them, that's where they're from, and it's a good feeling for them. So uh, I think I've been blessed to put in this space, and um, I'm just excited about it. And also, on the flip side of that, being able to see a Quentin Williams you know, uh being being able to help him with his uh, speaking and speaking um, uh, interviewing him from the camera, talking to him about money, talking to him about finances. It's really impacting them on an the early age when they're in ninth, fifth grade, to just start understanding the concepts. so when they get older it's not foreign to them. They're not they're not like right. I mean I don't talk to me about that. So um it's all about being proactive, not reactive and exposure is the key. So that's what we believe at TAP. Is really exposing our young man's careers, opportunities, talking, having a tough conversation on the front end. Um, so, yeah, that's that's what we do. We have those tough conversations. And also, and nobody's perfect, and these kids overcome overcoming a lot. So we try to, like, minimize, you know, the bad press before we even have the issues. So we try to work through those character issues before, before we get out of control.
0: Real live on the phone right now, the In My Own Words hotline with the man, Chris Rogers, former Alabama defensive back, a part of that 2009 BCS National Championship team and 09 Southeastern Conference title program. He's got a book also, ladies and gentlemen. He's got the book out, Beyond the Field, an athlete's guide to greatness and so much profound material in this book. You got to get your hands on it. It's on Amazon right now. But you talk about how to get yourself recruited, making that good ACT score, social media etiquette, dinner etiquette, financial plan, so much impact in one book. As Rogers explains it all, you want to be able to be a well-rounded student athlete, not just an athlete, a well-rounded man in today's society. You got to get your hands on Beyond the Field An Athlete's Guide to Greatness by Chris Rogers. So, Chris, when you look at the high school guys that you have been impacting through time, what does it mean for those kids to sit here and have a guy that looks like them, understands them, identifies with them, and somebody that is not just concerned about your athleticism, but you are concerned about these guys in the classroom, these guys in the community, these guys being well-rounded young men so when whoever's in that community, they can take pride in that particular human being. What does that do for these high school kids when they see a guy like yourself really take interest in making them a, a total person, well-rounded person?
1: Well, it's kind of well, it's kind of hard for me to say what it looked like for them on their land, um, but I can tell you what it looks like for me on my land because I, I once was them, and then being able to, because I realized nobody, five uh, ten years from now, nobody's going to remember Chris Rogers going to touchdown in a two-lane game. Nobody's going to remember me getting an interception off the game. But what they all going to remember was when, when I interacted with them, how did I treat them, what did I say, you know, like, those are the little qualities it seemed little at the time, but it's just last lifetimes. And, and, and I have people who have, I met at the University of Alabama, who was just a freshman that I didn't even really know, but I was just always a nice guy, like, hey, how you doing? What's going on? And now, fast forward seven, eight years later, these people are helping me fund my organization or helping me get grants or helping me um, get funding because they like, hey, man, I remember I, mean, I, I was just a graduate assistant at the university. You know, now I'm a defensive the back coach at whatever university you got in the kids that need a scholarship, send me their tape. <laughs> so it's it just, just those little things that you just always treat people the way you would be treated and just try, always, I tell guys, you got to pay it for it. Like, you just, I mean, it's, it's cliche, but it matters. Like, it really does matter. And you can get caught up in the hype because you think you are hold our crew. You got kids, you signing uh, Everybody But that picture don't mean anything if you're a dirt. You <laughs> know So, um, I got some people that and these are I'll say you a quick story. I got some people that tells me, Hey Chris, I go in their office. These are like special CEO people and they got get autographs from anybody, right? Like they boosters of, of Alabama and they saying, Chris, you know why I got your picture in my office? You ain't got anything to do with football. Yeah, you played at Alabama but you're a great person. And these people got ball signed from Cote and all the, the greatest Alabama players ever. So um, that, that, that's what you want. You want a real relationship with people. Um, and not just because you played Alabama, Florida, Texas, or whatever, Georgia, whatever university. You want to like, be able to come back and talk to them and talk to them about their family and, and grow. And that's now as I'm married with my daughter and be able to talk life and just soak knowledge for people. I think that's, that's what I'm trying to teach a young man to say, yes, you was to get out of your current situation, but really take advantage of it.
0: As we dive now into a little bit of a conversation with the Crimson Tide, you played on this football team, Chris. When you look at the 2019 season coming up here, Alabama did not finish the way it would have liked to in 2018. Nick Saban has addressed that to the team. Of course, if you look at different clippings of national media, they say what they have to say. But for you, for someone who has been there, done that, what are your expectations for Alabama this season? And with you playing on the defensive side of the football, who are some defensive men, who are some big dogs that you are expecting, hey, let's get it going.
1: I mean, to be honest with you, this is going to sound crazy. Um, so I started down I start the national championship thing because I got to start there because that's where, uh, you know, so many so, so many people dislike the University of Alabama. You know, we kind of like the pace of football. So anytime we're down, and we're not even down, but we didn't win the championship people but the thing is over with. So um, that's first, first and foremost, but I like, to be honest with you, when we were winning the national championship game last year. I mean, our defense wasn't Alabama standard, you know, and everybody knew that who was real honest with themselves. So Seward sure wasn't hundred percent. Um Jalen didn't play because then everybody thought he was transferring. But um this year it's gonna be hot high powered offense and our defense it takes a year or two for guys to really grasp the system so it's it, it, it's challenging you know it's challenging because you're going to have some learning curves you're going to have some um, fundamental breakdown and it costs you so I mean that that being said Alabama now ain't it's not the Alabama when I played when I played um, we had the mentality we was going to win the game 2-0 if we have to but clearly now the mentality is we're just going gonna, gonna, we're going gonna to to score 30-40 points and play sound defense but it's hard to play that great a defense when your offense is scoring 21 points. As soon as you got the field, they run back and you run it back out there. So it's, it's just, it's, it's like NASCAR. So I don't know. You know, I really don't know. I'm really looking forward to seeing um, the one kid who broke, I think he broke his leg last to the cornerback. Uh, his brother played in the NFL. What's his name? Uh,
0: Trayvon Diggs.
1: Yeah, I, did. I really want to see what big do. I've been I mean, hearing good things about him. Um I, I really hear to you know, do we live up to his full potential? Um, Patrick Santana, the young corner. I really I'm really on the on the borderline with him. I think he he's good, but I, I also think like he may eventually end up moving to safety. And not to say he's not a good corner. I just think he's you know, top heavy. So may end up moving to safety, but he, Days, he was solid, I think he'd a solid corner, um, second, third round, but he would have said he'd be for sure first rounder. So, you know, that, that's the decision that we're have to make. But, yeah, that's my, uh, on the back end, on the, and then the linebackers, Matt Wilson, we early, I think, hurt um, us because our linebacker was kind of unproven a little bit. But I think it was named Mosley, Dylan Mosley. Mosley. Moses,
0: the Dylan Moses.
1: I really want to see the kids in Gordo. Dylan Moses. I want to see the kids go to the, the linebacker. What's his name? David? Davis. Um I'm really curious to see if he can stand out. you know, because he had a lot of hype coming out. But he hasn't just touched the field yet. I don't know what's going on. I really like to see what he does. You um, never have to worry about Alabama. Uh, Run for the D line. You know. So. I think, I think they got a question mark, but I think it's a good question mark. They're, they're a good season, and Coach talking has it already. You know, I I mean, I think, what's next? Uh Judy, man, I think he's special. I mean, like, I played with Julio, I've seen Amari Cooper, I've seen other guys that came out, but I think this kid, he, I mean, he's special, man. He, I mean, got goddamn, he's like Antonio Brown out there, man, he's, I mean, nobody's better than Julio, but, like, just his explosion and takeoff. I would love to see Julio play in the kind of offense where he throw the ball 30, 40 times a game. You know, everybody marvels about the numbers Julio put up. and thing, he'd break all the records. He had a quarterback that threw the ball 30, 40 times a game. He got 10 to 12 attempts a game, so. But, yeah, and then also, I think um had starting from the beginning of the season. But I really think it's hard for us. Kind of like Jacob did last year with Brandon Robson. I'm, I'm tough to lose, so I think he's fine and ready to have a breakout season. And um, I'm just excited for them as well. So um, that kid didn't come through my program, but I watched him enough and talked with him and uh, really just excited to see what he can do. Because um, I, I, like I said, knowing him, knowing his DNA, knowing his fabric. I really think Alabama fans who don't know him by Game Six and Seven be like, "Man, he's the hottest thing in smoke."
0: He's Chris Rogers, graciously joining me live here on, in my own words, Touchdown Alabama Magazine, the former. Crimson Tide Defensive Back from 2005 or 2009. Now the founder and CEO of Together assisting People. Please check him out. Or check out the book, Beyond the Field, An Athlete's Got the Greatness. Get your hands on it. Give it to your children. This has all the keys, the tools, the tricks, the trade to not only, to not only get you rec- uh, recruited, but to help you live a balanced lifestyle. When we come back, on the other side of the break, we dive into wide receiver Xavier Williams for a moment. Alabama has produced a lot of big name products from the Florida area. Williams is another one out of Hollywood, Florida. Is he the next on the rise? We dive into the red shirt freshman. When we come back, don't touch that down, folks. It's in my own words.